0: Money FM eighty nine point three, the best of your money. Market view on Money FM eighty nine point
1: three. Joining me now as we break down all the market action. Good Friday morning, Ryan Huang.
0: Happy Friday, Michelle.
1: I went to an art fair yesterday.
0: What do you buy?
1: Art SG. I had to hold myself back from mortgaging my house and putting it all in one painting.
0: Were there any favorites that stood out for you?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Listen, I'm a huge fan of. Uh, Th- this artist in Japan, and she works with dots and do Yayoi Kusuma. Like? Yayo um, scenery or animals? She works with dots, and, and her primary theme is pumpkins. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. Pumpkins. It's really fantastical. You know, I love heading to um, art stages like this. This is Art SG. It feels like you're falling into someone's imagination when you look at a painting, you know?
0: Yeah, it really is up to your own personal interpretation, and it takes you on a bit of a introspective journey, your own experiences then landed a different layer of, I guess, meaning, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. I saw one piece that really stood out for me. It was um, little figures made out of notes, banknotes, currency. That uh, It wasn't real currency, of course, but it looked like banknotes from around the world. And they had little figures cut out of them of historical images associated with tragedy. For example, the girl fleeing the napalm attack in Vietnam. Oh, ah, yes, yes. Yeah, you know, that figure... How much should these
0: art pieces go for these fairs?
1: Listen, I was almost afraid to ask. Just go and enjoy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Window shopping.
1: (laughs) All right, let's start this morning, not with art, but in the Middle East where there are concerns about a widening regional war. This week, Iran has carried out military strikes in Pakistan, Iraq and Syria. Pakistan has retaliated against Iran with a military strike that has hit the southwest of Iran. The United States, meanwhile, has launched four attacks against Houthi militants in Yemen this week in response to Houthi missile and drone strikes against ships in the Red Sea. The Houthis say they are protesting Israel's military campaign in Gaza against Hamas, while Hamas is still believed to be holding more than 130 hostages from Israel and other countries. Are we seeing any reaction yet to all of this from the financial markets? Any shift to safe haven assets?
0: Yeah, there's been some concern about how this could impact wider markets. You're talking about what it might mean for company earnings as they try to price in expenses going up. No shipping is going to cost more. It will take longer times as well. If you go around the continent of Africa, it will take about an extra ten to fourteen days, and you can expect that to take more time, more money, and then you factor that in. So that's something that's going to be good news for some. You're talking about freight forwarders, they will be able to charge more. So on that front, maybe that could be a place to look at. Mm -hmm. Uh, Otherwise, those who have to pay freights will probably feel a bit of a pinch. Also, what I've got in mind or is on my radar is coffee prices. So they are set to go up. And this is interesting because of the situation in the Red Sea. So what happens is Vietnam is one of the biggest suppliers of coffee and coffee beans. And this is where now you've got some of the folks thinking it's going to cost more, it might not be worth it to buy from Vietnam, and they are turning to another market for their beans. And this is Brazil. So this is now seeing prices of coffee beans go up by some 30% in the month of January for those contracts. Last year, it already went up 60% because of various reasons, including weather conditions. So it is going to mean perhaps a more expensive cup for your morning brew. No. In time to come, Hope if things not. don't turn around.
1: <laughs> well, we have not seen a strong shift yet, analysts recommend keeping a close eye on gold, the US dollar, and other safe haven assets. In the meantime, the investment house TD Cohen has a new recommendation, a stock that it thinks represents good value in the face of current attacks on cargo ships in the Red Sea. Which one is it?
0: Yeah, they are calling out UPS and alternative for shippers who have been impacted by the Houthi attacks. So UPS, as you might know, offers a slew of solutions. um, Planes, ships on the ground. So they could benefit from the, I suppose, disruptions playing out in the Um, shipping industry so something to keep an
1: eye out for UPS Mm. as a winner perhaps yeah TD Cohen has a target price for UPS of 175 US dollars that is about 12 percent above UPS's current share price what do you think of TD Cohen's recommendation and do you agree that delivery companies like UPS maybe even FedEx stand to gain from the current disruption in these shipping lanes
0: Yeah, there is a compelling argument here where UPS has what's called a cold chain supply chain, which is where you can store perishables to some extent, your flowers, your meat, and anything that might need refrigeration. So they've got the infrastructure in place. So typically on a ship, you will be able to store it and then ship it across on refrigerated containers. So UPS has it end-to-end. So they think this is one of the few players who have the supply chains to offer as an alternative to some of the um, conventional routes so they can put it on planes as well. So something they are saying UPS is I suppose well positioned, a bit of a USP for UPS?
1: FedEx and UPS shares have both come under a bit of selling pressure this month. Shipping counters are rising, though, despite or perhaps because of the extra costs associated with longer shipping routes. Eagle Bulk Shipping and the Golden Ocean Group are both up more than 30% over the past three months. Genko Shipping, say bulkers, they've also registered double digit gains. All right, I'm going to shift to corporate earnings. TSMC, Taiwan semiconductor manufacturing company, is in focus this morning. Morning. It is the world's largest contract shipmaker, netting seven and a half billion U.S. dollars during the fourth quarter of the year. That is less than a year earlier, but higher than analysts were expecting. How would you describe the current state of its business?
0: Now, I would say it's very promising. If we go by the Commentary and the numbers, they are pointing up. And TSMC expects a return to what it describes as solid growth this quarter. And it's also giving itself a bit of room to raise capital spending, so it might be spashing the cash to grow. So something that's encouraging when you think about what's been playing out in the past few years. A bit of a slump when it comes to demand for smartphones, computing and all the chips in the past a bit of inventory glut so to speak so Mm -hmm. that's now starting to turn around at least based on projections and perhaps this is going to be good news for some of the players in the ecosystem like um, apple and nvidia when one of your biggest players in the ecosystem is looking optimistic it is going to be a good omen for your year ahead
1: TSMC's business is improving. In fact, if you look at the numbers from a quarter-on-quarter basis, the company earned more in the last three months of the year than it did in the previous quarter. Investors... Often look to TSMC as a gauge for the broader tech sector. What do you think investors are going to take in terms of, you know, what they can read from TSMC's latest results?
0: Yeah, so TSMC supplies its chips to many companies, the likes of Apple and to some extent as well Nvidia. So you've got this as a bit of a curtain raiser of earnings to come, right? You've got potential margins that can be uh, increased when you have things like AI fueling the demand for some of these chips that will be required for many of these devices. And this is going to mean, in time to come, it will be interesting to see how much of the um, tech rally we've seen already in 2023, perhaps carry over into 2024. So to some extent, perhaps the... Ready from the minister, seven could spill over to
1: a wider range of stocks. TSMC officials say that TSMC's revenues could grow as much as twenty-five percent this year as businesses spend heavily on artificial intelligence. TSMC is also moving ahead with plans to buy build, I should say, new plants in Japan, Germany, and the U.S. In fact, in U.S. trade overnight, TSMC shares jumped nearly ten percent. Another piece of semiconductor and AI-related news. Facebook's parent company, Meta, is spending big on AI chips and it's buying from NVIDIA. Mark Zuckerberg posted about this on his Instagram overnight. So just how much is Meta spending?
0: Yeah, there is a phrase that sums it up pretty well. Hmm. There's an AI war going on Mm. and NVIDIA is supplying the weapons. Mm. So this is, of course, going to mean supplying the weapons in the form of AI chips and Meta is buying some of these weapons from NVIDIA. And we look at how much these weapons or chips cost. The analysts following the ecosystem have estimated it will cost $25,000 to $30,000 for the H100 chip, which is being used quite popularly to power these AI applications. And eBay can cost over $40,000. So all in... Meta could be paying $9 billion just to ramp up their capacity to do more AI stuff.
1: Shares of NVIDIA and AMD both hit all-time highs overnight. Let's take a pause, take a step back, look at the broader markets now. U.S. stocks enjoyed their best session overnight in nearly two weeks on the back of TSMC's strong earnings. Tech counters led the way. The Nasdaq finished up 1.3 percent. The S&P 500 rose 0.88 percent, while the Dow finished up about half a percent. These gains erase almost all of Wall Street's losses from earlier in the week. Let's turn to corporate news and we do it up or down style. Ryan, let's start with luxury retail group Richemont, which owns Jules Le Cartier as well as jaeger Lekut and Piaget.
0: Yeah, how is luxury doing at least for Richemont? So, it is a bit of glass half full, half empty. We did see sales increasing and this is to the tune of 4%. So, hey, why not celebrate the good news? Well, if you take things into context in terms of how much is dropped in terms of growth, then maybe you might think twice. And this is if you take away currency effects, mm-hmm. there's actually been a slowdown from the past six months. So, past six months, it was 12%. So if you're growing only 4%, it kind of shows you that there is a bit of a demand drop. So not great news for Richemont, which is, uh, I suppose, seeing some weakness in markets like Europe, which is down 4%. There's
1: been a lot of talk recently about how consumers are cutting back on luxury purchases. However, Richemont is reporting a modest increase in third quarter sales, rose 4% to more than €5.5 billion. And shares of Richemont jumped more than 10% on the news over in European trade. Yesterday. Next, let's look at the EV maker Vinfast.
0: Okay, I'm looking at Vinfast, and it's a case of half gas full and empty as well. Fourth quarter numbers did go up, but not as high as what some were hoping for. So it delivered nearly 35,000 cars last year. So that is below its target of 40,000 units. And a couple of reasons it's blaming is the slow adoption in some regions, tough competition. Uncertain economy. So,
1: it did grow, but not as fast as it, as it hoped or planned. That's it. So, Vinfast business is picking up, but... Not as much as expected. As you mentioned, they missed their own delivery target by about 5,000. 35,000 cars delivered last year. The good news, though, is VinFast business picked up in the fourth quarter of the year, rising 35% compared to the July to September period. VinFast shares are down, though, 30% over the past month. Next, tough news over at Google.
0: Yeah, the pain is not over yet for Google employees. Um, So they are going to be bracing for more job cuts. That's according to an internal memo from its CEO. And this is, according to the memo, going to mean Google is focusing on removing layers to simplify execution and drives what it calls velocity in some areas. Mm -hmm. So pretty much trying to be efficient, which is the word that Meta has been using, a year of efficiency. So reallocating resources to, I imagine, where the money is going to come in the future.
1: Right. Google planning to retrench more employees. The tech giant CEO Sundar Pichai is warning about job cuts in the year. The company is focusing more on artificial intelligence. And Pichai says that the greater investments in AI will mean cutbacks elsewhere. This is a down for Google's team. Investors, though, bid up the shares of Google's parent company Alphabet, which rose 1.5% overnight and is making further gains in after-hours trade. Let's turn our attention now to Amazon.
0: All right, this is also going to be a down. And also for the same reasons, layoffs. Mm. So they've announced that they are going to be laying off 5% of their workforce at the buy with prime unit. So this is where you've got some of the folks who are responsible for their... um, e-commerce sites who are not Amazon merchants. So they help to fulfill some of the services or goods ordered through third parties, for example. And this is where they are cutting back around 30 employees. And they are at least saying they will be supporting the laid-off staff to find roles elsewhere within the company. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it is the latest in a series of layoffs at Amazon. So you've got, not too long ago, streaming services, not too long ago, the audiobook unit, and then you've got also the studio. Hey, they are really cutting back on some of the, I suppose, less um, prioritized areas.
1: All right. You got half glass, glass half empty there. Here's glass, glass half full. Where's my tongue? Amazon is betting that an investment in regional sports in the U.S. will give a boost to its streaming media channel. Amazon will invest 115 million U.S. dollars in the Diamond Sports Group, which needs the money because it is bankrupt. Diamond Sports broadcasts pro baseball, basketball and hockey games in some of the biggest media markets over in the U.S. And as part of the deal, Amazon obtains the rights to air the games of more than 40 teams. So, sports fan here, I'd say that's an up for Amazon. Let's turn to Swiss watches. Yeah, it is also
0: not looking so good when it comes to luxury spending. And, and this is where you've got more than a third of its um, share price for watches of Switzerland down in one day and that wipes out over 516 million pounds and this is um, once again the UK's biggest sell of Rolex and Omega timepieces and that means not so many people are buying Rolexes and all the luxury timepieces so a sign that people are cutting back on luxury and a bit of an omen,
1: I suppose, for the rest of the sector? Mm -mm. Swiss watches are down. I was looking specifically also at a company called Watches of Switzerland, which is down. Its share price plunged by more than a third yesterday. On the back of an earnings warning, the company says shoppers in the UK did not spend as much as expected during the recent holiday season. I recently interviewed uh, a young man who applied to 25 universities, the top universities I'm talking, you know, Harvard, Oxford, Cambridge, Princeton, and he got accepted into all 25 of them. Not an easy feat. No. So I've been looking around university news and for our last word today let's head to University of Arizona or more specifically Arizona State University. They're located in Phoenix. Arizona State has become the world's first university to announce a partnership with OpenAI, the company that makes ChatGPT. So this means that starting February, ASU will have full access to ChatGPT Enterprise. At It's a business tier of the generative AI platform. ASU plans to use the AI for coursework, tutoring, research, and more. It'll build a personalized AI tutor for students as well as uh, creative AI avatars. What do you make of this?
0: Yeah, I've got a few question marks, right? (laughs) ChatGPT and homework you kind of know what's going to be the answer. Shortcut. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure how they're going to navigate this tricky minefield where you've got folks like, hey, help me do my homework, help me write this essay. Uh, how do you navigate the, I suppose, realities of how people will use it and also realities of how it's going to be used in the workplace? I'm sure this is going to be a way people will use ChatGPT in time to come. Help me do this thing. Maybe it's going to be what they have to accept. You know? Just use ChatGPT as a way to... Do some of the simpler stuff, but it's going to be a very grey area. How much of it you want to use? How much of it you want to wean off? I'm not sure where the line to draw when it comes to over depending on ChatGPT is.
1: Yeah, I don't know if this is meant to more help the overburdened lecturers. Or the students because they're going to build these AI tutors which presumably is going to lighten the load of the lecturers help with coursework which presumably is the ambit of the lecturers so it'll just be easy to see you know it'll, I, I would be keen to see who benefits more at least at this early stage is yeah. it meant more for the I would
0: educators. imagine short term savings wow we saved on manpower and then oh. I'm not sure where it goes from there because oh you I didn't might think about that be able to get some savings in the near term, but then you get problems coming up later, like, hey, we actually missed out on a couple of things we didn't think of. That typically happens. Uh, we'll see if this is going to be the case.
1: That's interesting. Will you see less tutors then? You know, it's quote-unquote helping tutors Will now, they pass on the savings to students? Yeah, or will we see less uh, tenant tracks? Um, I spoke to two founders recently of a fintech, and I was quite over tea. Stop asking me out for tea, people. <laughs> um, if, uh, and one of them said that he uses chat GPT for pretty much everything. I was shocked.
0: I suppose that's the way the future is going to be ChatGPT for whatever you can use it for so you can focus on the more important stuff I don't know do you use it at all? Not much Um, I haven't gotten used to it yet so um, all the answers today were prepared by myself Yay! (laughs) Maybe tomorrow (laughs) I'll start with ChatGPT
1: No, please no Yeah, I'm old school like that I still have to read and summarize and let it ferment in my brain as well but thank you very much Ryan Huang Thank you, Michelle This is Your Money with me Michelle Martin We've got a special special guest coming up at 10:05 you've seen him on your big screens and netflix that show about filthy rich asians living in los angeles yeah we'll tell you how he's parlayed his fame into uh, cashola for himself and a brand that's coming up at 10:05
0: before acting on the information on money fm please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives financial situation and risk tolerance